I hope you enjoyed me singing my own theme song to my podcast, but hello. Welcome to Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. So for this episode, I wanted to talk about how I am unapologetically a bikini competitor. So with this episode, I'm not going to share my life story about being a bikini competitor because I know that would bore you guys, but I did want to just talk about a little bit of my journey being a bikini competitor, kind of talking a little bit more about the stuff that I've experienced as a competitor who's been doing this for two years now. I started competing in 2018 and 2021 is actually my off season and right now I don't have any plans to compete in any shows because your girl has a lot of work to do and we're going to get into that. So with this episode I was thinking about just kind of just giving you a quick and I mean very quick backstory of how I got into competing and talking a little bit more about the struggles, the good, the bad, the ugly about competing, what goes into prep, what I have to do, talking a little bit more about binge eating, weight gaining, losing weight. Um, Another warning that I want to share before I get into this episode, if you have experienced an eating disorder, I encourage you to not listen to this episode as I may trigger some people who've had eating disorders in the past and I would hate for you to be really upset with what I am sharing. I'm unapologetically a bikini competitor. I love competing and there are times where I do get frustrated. I almost thought that I was going to do one more show and I would quit and I think the reason that I had thought I was going to get into that mindset was because of how burnt out dieting was making me feel. I will get into that in more detail later on in this episode, but for the time being, why don't I just go ahead and just quickly talk about like why I started competing. So long story short, in grad school, I started to lose weight. I took a good look in the mirror and I just was very unhappy with my body and I was slipping into a lot of depression. I was in a really dark place in my life when I was about to get into my second year of grad school. That summer before that year started, it was really, really bad. So I wanted to do something about it that would help me. And trying to eat better and to lose weight was how I was going to try to make that happen. So that was one thing, right? And then I saw friends of mine from college who started competing. And I thought, hey, that could be a really cool goal to work for. But I knew that I was not in the right headspace mentally and financially. Anyway, I spent a long time just focusing on losing weight. I think I spent maybe about a year and a half just focusing on myself until I was ready to hire my first coach to start my first prep for a competition. So I started prep in the fall of 2017 and I think... One of my biggest regrets was starting prep in the fall and choosing to do a winter show. I have learned my lesson to never ever do a winter show. And what I consider to be a winter show is something between December through April. 
Even though April and March are technically the spring, the reason I include them as a winter show is because you still have to prep through the fall. And the reason I don't like prepping through the fall is because all the good holidays centered around food are during that time. My birthday's in the fall and I'm just not about that life. I'm not about dieting on my birthday. I'm not about dieting through the holidays. And it's a miserable fucking time, let me tell you. With my diet, I was on an If It Fits Your Macros plan and technically I could eat whatever I wanted while I was on prep, but I wanted to make smart and mindful choices and to feel like I was restricting myself. My coach did give me a little bit of a free pass on my birthday. I was able to have some cake. I was able to eat a really nice, delicious sandwich, and it was very comforting at that time. But let me tell you, when it came to Thanksgiving, when it came to Christmas, when it came to Hanukkah, when it came to the Super Bowl, I had to prep through that too. I was just very unhappy. And I pretty much just did not discipline myself well enough like I wanted to. And so I showed up on stage. I was 113 pounds on my first comp- in my first competition. My posing was terrible. And I just was not prepared. I don't think I really respected my coach's process at all. But at the same time, I wasn't exactly the happiest with my coach. I just felt like she didn't really implement the best plan for me. And she was very natural focused and not NPC focused. Like she didn't really compete in NPC competitions. She competed in more of like national federations like the INBA and some of their um, criteria is a little bit different than the MPC. Basically felt like I was being set up to fail, but I also had to take accountability for myself because a lot of this was on me and I could have been better. I could have drank more water. I could have posed better. I was a hot mess during my first show. I'm, I look back and I'm just thinking, wow, I look like I do not belong on that stage at all. But I did learn to love the sport and I just realized that I needed a new coach after I got after I got my feedback from the judges and I decided I'm just going to reverse on my own and that was a huge mistake. I think one of the biggest things that I could tell people who are looking to compete is your prep doesn't stop after your show. Reverse dieting is a whole nother prep in itself. Your off season or your improvement season, as I mentioned, it's a whole nother prep. And so I made the mistake of just eating whatever I wanted. I didn't care anymore. I said, fuck it. I don't want to track macros anymore. I was, I felt like I was just restricting myself. I was becoming unhappy. And then it became a point to where I was binge eating and I gained a lot of weight. The heaviest that I ever been was 134 pounds at five one and a half, and I was very unhappy. I felt very very unhealthy. I couldn't believe that I let myself get that heavy. And some people think that my weight was not all that bad, but for me, I felt like a hippopotamus. I just didn't know how to stop eating after. A year and a half after the show, I just kept eating 
and eating and eating. I was embarrassed. I was able to lose the weight during my second prep, but it just made my prep that much harder. That is why it's so important that you follow your off-season or improvement season plan as best as you can because the better you do during your improvement season, the easier your prep will be. Prep does not have to be a hard experience. It does not have to be uncomfortable. It does not need to be miserable. Unfortunately for me, most of my preps usually are a very draining and they're very tough. And I'll be honest, y'all, I do gain weight very easily. I could eat salads, like healthy salads, no dressing, maybe like 300 calorie salads for every single meal with the right amount of protein and I would still get fat from that. I do have really bad genetics and I've always had a hard time building muscle. I've always had a hard time losing fat in my problem areas. Like I will always have a stomach on my lower abs. It won't go away. And now if you look at my latest stage shot from September 2020, my lower abs may look like they're not there, but I promise you they're there. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you, but I got docked for not being lean enough in my midsection still and for still not having glutes. And I think that is one of the hardest things for me. And you're probably thinking, well, why do you still compete if you know that you're not going to do well? Because the thing is, at the end of the day, it's an expensive hobby to me. I think competing is really fun. I love the discipline. I love pushing myself. But I'd be lying if I said that sometimes I can get severely burnt out from eating clean all the time and working out all the time. And I think that's what causes the weight gain and where I lose my motivation. And I fall off the wagon. And that's frustrating. But I feel like every single competitor goes through this. Every competitor has their story. And their struggles with food or their struggles with working out, their struggles with meeting their goals. There's always like some sort of struggle that we have. And this is my struggle. My struggle was gaining more weight than I wanted to during my off season and then having just a really hard time building out muscle and having a lot of knee pains, which will sometimes prevent me from wanting to go to the gym. So... With my second and third shows that I prepped for, I switched coaches and it was a better fit and she really taught me how to be a better bikini competitor overall. I learned so much from her. I learned how to perfect my posing. I learned so many new things about this sport and she really helped me lose a lot of the body fat that I gained from my first competition or after my first competition, I should say. She really helped me out, but my diet, I'm not going to lie, it was very restrictive. My second prep was very challenging. I was doing a lot of cardio. I was in the gym for maybe about two and a half to three hours every single day. I didn't get any rest days. My diet was very, very restrictive. 
and I was very tired by the end of the day. Imagine like commuting to work and then going to the gym and then having to wake up in the next day. I forgot to add, like as it got closer to my shows, I would have to do two-a-days and that means I would have to do cardio in the morning and cardio at night. And so I'd have to wake up early to go to the gym just to do cardio or to even get my lifting session done if I wanted to. And then I would go to work, be sitting in an office for eight hours, sometimes nine hours, then commuting to the gym after work, being in the gym for a while, and then getting home at like 9.30 at night. Getting the shower and by like 10 or 10.30 p.m., I'm wiped out and I barely have time for myself. It was very consuming, very draining, but I learned so much within that prep. And I felt better about myself that I was able to lose the weight. And thankfully, when I started my third prep with my coach in 2020, I was able to do a lot of coasting through most of my prep, especially when my show got pushed back. But it was still challenging. I still had to do a shit ton of cardio. I still had a very restrictive diet and I was on a meal plan for the past year and a half with this coach and um, I definitely missed not being able to, I definitely missed being able to eat what I wanted and having a flexible diet but the diet did help me and it did improve my physique during my third prep. I definitely brought the best package that I did in 2020 And I'm very proud of that. However, I'm terrified to see what kind of package I'm going to bring in maybe 2022. So now I am with a new coach. And the reason I switched coaches was just because I wanted to do a different approach. And I wanted to be a part of a team. I was really upset when I had to say goodbye to my last coach because she was my friend. And it hurt. But I wanted to do what was going to be best for me. And she didn't take any offense to it. And I still do keep in touch with her because she's a wonderful human being. And I really hope she gets her pro card this year because there is nobody that I know that is so deserving of a pro card than her. So my fingers are crossed for her. And I know she's going to kick ass because she is an excellent competitor. And I have so much respect for her. She is so knowledgeable about this sport. And I learned so much from her. And I was so grateful to have her as my coach. So, yeah. So now I'm with a different coach. I'm with uh, Fit Body Fusion, which is a really popular um, fitness coaching program. And they're very well known for competitions. So a lot of people um, will go to them when they want to prepare for a competition. And it's a really great team. I really I cannot wait to start prep with my coach now my coach has been really awesome really understanding I'm surprised she hasn't gotten sick of my bullshit just yet because let me tell you I have thrown so much bullshit so much excuses at my coach and she just listens um sometimes she'll have to tell me like it is and it's nice to have a coach that really does try to hold you accountable and is doing everything they can to help you. My coach has been very supportive of my battles with anxiety throughout my improvement season and the fact that I've been gaining weight. She knows the struggles that I've been having with eating. 
So just a trigger warning, I do track macros a lot and I do carbs. Right now I'm carb cycling and I've gained weight. I've gained more weight than I wanted to with this prep or with this off season and I definitely feel a little bit embarrassed by it. Sometimes I feel like I've let my coach down because I've gained more weight than I wanted to than she wanted me to as well. And she is basically probably going to put me on a really tough prep once I go back on prep. And I'll be honest, it doesn't bother me. And you want to know why it doesn't bother me? Because when I'm on prep, I'm actually really, really focused. Because I really do care about the sport and I really do want to respect the sport and the process that goes into it. But my off season, I haven't been this distracted in like a really long time. When I did my last off season from 2019 to 2020, I had some flexibility in my diet and I did try to eat as well and I didn't gain too much weight post-competition. So that's why my prep wasn't that hard when I first started because my body was in a pretty good place. So it was nice. But then again, I also had a shorter off season. This off season is pretty long. I think I'm going on to, what is it, maybe 10 months, 9 months of my off season. I really hope that I can start prep sometime in January of next year. But it is challenging to see your body gain a lot more fat than you want. It is challenging when you gain a lot of weight and you feel like you're always restricted when you feel like you're setting yourself up for failure when you're setting yourself backwards it takes a lot of discipline to do what I do most people cannot do what I like to do about once a year except for this year this year I am taking a break because I was on prep for about eight or nine months of 2020 I spent most of 2020 dieting and losing weight It's funny, while people were gaining weight due to the quarantine, I was losing weight. And I loved how my body looked, but God, I was so, so skinny. I felt like I was at a really unhealthy weight. But that is sadly part of the competition life is that you get to a very low weight and you eat really low calories And you do a lot of cardio. And so I was eating like 800 calories within my last month of prep. It was really tough. It was really, really tough. My body got so used to eating that low of food that when it was time for me to reverse and my new coach had increased my calories up by like 300 I was feeling ravished the whole entire time I was constantly hangry and I was wanting to eat everything that was in sight which felt unhealthy but I was paying for this coach I wanted to follow the process I wanted to trust the process and I just knew that the food would increase and I just had to be and I just had to be patient every single week Or otherwise, I 
was just gonna just gain weight I was gonna disrespect this process and my whole improvement season would just go to waste now that being said I have gained weight like I mentioned but at the same time what's exciting is that I have put some density on my body as I mentioned earlier I have a hard time gaining muscle mass and I have seen my glutes grow a little bit over the past few months. I've seen my quads grow a little bit. My shoulders are becoming a little bit bigger. So I see that there is some work being done. I also have been trying to challenge myself by using heavier weights. Because if I'm being honest, I had not challenged myself or pushed myself with going heavier as much as I would have liked. So... I think that's another reason as to why I'm starting to see some density on my body. Yes, some of it is fat, but I think this will really help me once I start shredding down again because I'm excited to see what's underneath. I'm excited to see how much muscle I did build. I'm excited to see how much more I can tighten up my midsection and along with my hamstrings. I am very proud of the sport that I do. Yes, this sport can be very, very exhausting. And it can be emotionally draining. It can be physically draining. And it just simply takes the life out of you. Because if you don't establish a healthy work-life balance amongst your prep, assuming you have like a full-time job, you're in for a really, really tough time. I think one of the reasons that I liked my prep in 2020 was because I was working from from the times where I was working from home when I actually was employed for a little bit. It was really nice to not have to commute to a gym all the time. It was really nice to not have to commute from the gym to work back to the gym again. I was able to do my whole entire prep in my living room and I just felt like that really improved the quality of my life. So you need to find a way to establish How are you going to take care of yourself during this time? How are you going to find a way to make sure that prep does not drain everything out of your well-being? You need to find a way to have a good quality of life because that will make your prep a lot more tolerable. And so that is what I did. And of course, I had to bring my food with me whenever I would go out. That is just part of the game. I had to eat like every two to two and a half hours. So I would have to set my timer on when I would time my food and my eating and when I had to eat certain portions of my meals. So it was a lot, but I found ways to make it work. I still found time to hang out with my friends because that's important. As I mentioned, prep should not be a miserable experience. There are so many things you can do when you are in prep. You can still go to concerts, you can still go to the park, you can still go to the beach, you can go on hikes. I went on a couple of dates when I was on prep and I still found ways to have fun and not let my diet ruin my time with the people that I was spending time with. It's quite possible, I promise you. So that's another like big takeaway that I wanna give to people who are looking to compete because It is so important to take care of yourself during this time and to remind yourself that you don't need to make prep your whole life. It just needs to be a part of your life. 
And some people forget that. Some people forget that you are more than just a bikini competitor. A bikini competitor is part of who you are, but it's not your whole entire identity. And I think a lot of people forget that. And it's so important to set the boundaries and to still remember that you are a person at the end of the day who still has a life outside of competing. Even people who prep for the Olympia, while yes, they are putting in a ton of work, I can guarantee you they are still finding some ways to balance out what they can do to live a good life that is of high quality. Because being in the gym all the time and then eating and tracking every little thing that you put in your body is not sustainable. Which is why having that improvement season is so necessary to have. And I am starting to try to feel much more comfortable with my body. Sometimes I feel self-conscious when I put my clothes on and realizing that they're starting to become tight on me again. I try not to worry because this is where my body wants to be. I am trying to respect my body and to be kinder to my body. To still nourish my body with good foods that are healthy. But at the same time, sometimes I want french fries. Sometimes I want veggie burgers. Sometimes I just want to eat a whole tub of ice cream. It happens. But I feel like I am at a healthier place in my life right now. And that's why I've really been enjoying this improvement season. I really enjoy that I've been able to lift heavier weights because I'm eating more food. And I just feel healthier and happier mentally. And I love that I have that flexibility. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about improvement season. But with being a competitor, aside from diet and exercise, I also want to talk about like the support and the camaraderie that comes with competing. So I feel like every single competitor they get some sort of like flack or a lot of rude opinions about why are you doing this or you look like a man when you lift. A lot of bikini competitors receive a lot of sexist and misogynistic insults when they're trying to build muscle or lose weight for a show. My family was very, very unsupportive when I first decided that I wanted to compete. I remember my sister was really rude. She didn't understand why I was trying to do what I wanted to do. She basically said, you're doing all of this just to walk on stage in a bikini? Really? She didn't understand it was bodybuilding. It wasn't a beauty pageant. It was a bodybuilding competition. Uh, My mom was really rude about it. My dad didn't really have too much of an opinion about it. I think my brother was like the only one that was actually kind of supportive about it. And he applauded me and said I could never do anything like that. And I appreciated that. And I think over time, my family eventually started to warm up to it. And they realized that, Alani, you actually look good. And it's nice when your parents actually compliment you. Because when you don't get compliments or support, it definitely changes the game. And... 
it makes it feel like that your family is giving you some sort of hope. And y'all know that I don't have the best relationship with my family. And it's just been this ongoing battle that I've had for just years and years and years. I do believe family can eventually come around. I'd say my friends have always been very supportive. A lot of guys that I've gone out with on dates have been supportive. I've just had one instance where a guy has been very annoyed by my process and he would always like make fun of me and said and would accuse me of doing steroids even though he said he was kidding but it never felt good to hear stuff like that. I felt like he was always criticizing my body and telling me that I'm too skinny and that it was becoming unattractive. Just another reason as to like why him and I didn't work out in the first place which is gross but you're gonna get that. And if you run into people who are not going to support you, then you need to reevaluate who you want to still have in your life. That's really important. It's really important that you cut out all negative thoughts and all toxicity from your life when you were competing because it will not be good for you mentally and it will screw you over when you are trying to prepare for your competition. I've been there. I've let negativity get to me and it doesn't feel good at all and it sometimes has impacted like how I perform on stage but I'm not gonna stop just because people have opinions I love what I do I will stop when I'm ready to stop if I feel like I am ready to hang up the heels in the suit and I want to just go back to living a normal life and not tracking everything that I put into my body and go to the gym how often I need to go to the gym and take care of myself, that's when I will do that. I will do that when I am ready and when I feel comfortable enough to do that. I know I'm not going to compete forever. You know, I have accepted that I'm never going to be an IFBB pro. Seriously, I have no problem admitting that. I don't have the genetics for it. I simply don't. I think a good goal that I could eventually reach is to become nationally qualified and compete once at a national competition. That's a goal that I'd like to work for. And as much as I'd like to have a pro card, you know, being a pro is also like one of the most honorary things that you can possibly earn as an NPC bikini competitor. But I'm never going to get there. I've accepted that. And it's okay. Not everyone's meant to be an IFBB competitor. Like I said, my main goal is to eventually get to the national stage. That is what I'd like to do. And it's going to take a lot of work. And I'm going to do whatever it takes that I can to get there. I am still slowly working on trying to get my shit together. Believe me when I say that. It is a very interesting sport. And you definitely have to be in a good mindset to prep. And that is why I have been taking time away from the stage this year. Because I want to reset my mind. I'm working on myself. I'm working on trying to financially get back on my feet again. I'm working on trying to better my relationship with food. Because my relationship with food has never been good. Ever. So... That is stuff that I need to work on before I go into my next prep. And I'm really glad that my coach 
hasn't been telling me to get back to prep and that I need to get back to the stage. She's been very patient with me and I love that about my coach. She's been really great to work with and I think for me it has definitely been very eye-opening to like learn about hormones to learn about metabolisms because I didn't really get to learn more about that from other coaches that I've had so it's really eye-opening when you can always learn something new other than that that's kind of like my journey and I'm proud to do what I do I am enjoying my off-season I don't miss the stage right now I do get jealous of my friends who are competing right now, but at the same time, the stage will always be there. And that's something I just got to tell myself. It will always be there, and it's going to welcome me back with open arms once I'm ready to get back to it. And with that, I think I'm going to leave it off there. That's just kind of my experiences with being a bikini competitor and some of the struggles that I've had. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If there's anything that you are shamelessly unapologetic about or you have some sort of experience that you want to share with me, feel free to email the podcast at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com or follow us at Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. And with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye.